Welcome to an inspiring message from Awaken City Church. For more information about us, visit awakencity.com.au. The word I've come with today is very simple. You know, you're not going to need to be, you know, an intellectual or university graduate to get this. It's pretty simple. And also very practical. I feel today like I have come to um, be a catalyst of action, a specific sort of action. And it's not just about what you're going to hear this morning. It's about what we're going to do. And in about probably... I've only got 23 minutes left. I was say it's getting less and less as we... <laughs> Our 23. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say in about probably 20 minutes time, I want you to get ready because we are going to step into a place of prophetic action. So this is the thing with the ministry of a prophet. People, Some people think that a prophet is just about dispensing prophetic words. A prophet kind of dispenses prophecies. But that's actually not the primary function of a New Testament prophet. We are about releasing the spirit of revelation to bring clarity. So at the end of the day, it's not about what I say, it's what God does with what I say. And and I like to say we're like spiritual Sudafed. We clear the airways, you know. We clear the, clear the airways so you can hear more clearly for yourself. I feel like God's releasing clarity here today. Clarity. There's some of you where the waters have been a bit muddied. You're going to see very clearly. I just see just some little things, some little shifts that are going to make a big, big difference. So you ready? I want you to, okay. Hold about leaning. Even if it's just your head, just slightly, just like. It's like I'm going to hear, Father, right now in Jesus' name, I thank You that You are the voice within my voice. And Lord, at the end of the day, we don't need to hear from Vicky. We want to hear from You. It's Your Word that makes all the difference. And I thank You, Lord, for every person here today under the sound of my voice, Lord, online, here in person. And I pray, Lord, <clears throat> that You would, that You would speak to each one right where they're at, that they would hear what they need to hear to do what they need to do. So I thank you for open heaven and open hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I want to start by sharing a vision that I had a couple of months ago. And you know what I mean when I say a spiritual vision? Might be someone here today, you haven't got a clue what I'm talking about. It's like this. Do you know when you can... Close your eyes and imagine something. Perhaps we'll do it right now. Just close your eyes for a moment. And I want you all just to picture in your imagination, picture a car. Picture a car. Maybe the car that you dream of, the dream car. Now, whatever that dream car was, I want you to make it red. Picture a red car. Now I want you to see that car starting to move off. It's starting to, you know, for some of you, it's (coughs) chugging a bit. Maybe some of you, it's (coughs) off it goes. Okay, let's open your eyes again. So you all have the capacity to do that. Some of you will find it more easier than others, but irrespective of that, we all have the, the mechanics. 
We all have the mechanics. That screen that you just you just pictured your ideal red car. Who had a Ferrari? Hands up. Yes. I, re- I drove a Ferrari once. Actually, I didn't get very far. I kept stalling it. A Ferrari isn't easy to drive. That's what I discovered. Not one with a sports clutch. Anyone ever driven a car with a sports clutch? Yeah, it's, 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 it's an art. It's an art, which I do not possess. <laughs> so, but it's the same mechanics. It's the same instruments, the same wiring, which all humans, right, all of us have the ability to do that. But when it's a spiritual vision, when it's a vision from the Lord, He is the one who projects the picture onto your imagination. So those pictures of the cars originated originated with from you, inspired by me. But when it's from the Lord, He's the one who projects the image onto that part. So some people hear people of... Um, oh, someone had a vision and they think it's like, you know, you're seeing like a movie, you know, sense around sound, full technicolour. You know, it's it's like something that you kind of see. You don't see it with your natural eyes. You see it with your spiritual eyes. And so the picture that I had was this. It was of the Lord Jesus dressed like a waiter and He was all dressed in like a fancy white jacket. I don't know if you've ever been to a fancy restaurant, particularly in Europe, they often wear like these white pristine jackets or waistcoat sort of length jackets. And Jesus was wearing one of those. He looked like a waiter. And he walked up to a table and there were two people sitting at the table and there was a white tablecloth on the table. And it looked like they had just finished eating because there were crumbs and the tablecloth was a bit messy. And Jesus took the tablecloth off the table and then He proceeded to do this. And as He shook off the crumbs, the residue, He went and laid it out. A nice, clean, white, pristine tablecloth. It looked like it was a brand new tablecloth in actual fact. Even though it was the same tablecloth, He laid it out there. And he said, it was, he was now ready to serve the next course. I feel like the Lord wants to say to you today, church, He's getting ready to prepare. He's preparing you, getting ready to serve the next course. And the shaking that you've been experiencing, it's a shaking of preparation. Clearing the decks, getting things ready for the next course. And so it was interesting, actually, Chris, that you talked about the kingdom that could not be shaken today. Because I want to kind of pick up on this theme of shaking, a couple of different types of shaking, in actual fact. And also, while I remember it, um, driving here today, and I thought this is just something I'll probably post on Instagram because it was like the Lord spoke to me while I was driving. But I'm just going to share it hot off the press, okay? You're going to be the first to hear this, the first to hear this before it even goes on Insta or anything. <clears throat> you hear me having too much dairy, sorry. <clears throat> I went out with the cousins the other night and I, I got stuck into chocolate cake with custard. <laughs> so I'm going to sound like the godmother, <clears throat> a bit husky. Self-inflicted. I don't have COVID. I've already had it twice in three months. No more, thank you. Uh, <laughs> this is what the Lord said to me, that, that the growth of the church is about 
seed that grows, not strategies that work. The growth of the church is about seeds that grow, not strategies that work. And I just saw, it's like I just saw this moving down from the head into the heart. There are strategies, but God's strategies are primarily about steps of faith, steps of obedience to the voice of God. I feel like some of you today are at a crossroads, just personally. Can I just do this as a little aside before I continue with my message? You're just wondering, what do I do next? Like you think, how do I break through? How is this going to change? Is this ever going to work? And I feel the Lord wants you to know that, that, that seeds, even Paul, Paul who said, was it he planted, Apollos watered, God brings the increase. The kingdom is like a seed. The kingdom is like a seed. And I feel God wants you to consider seeds, seeds. See, and I see a big, one big seed sown in faith. Now we immediately can kind of associate seeds with finances. It's not, it's not, it can be if that is a step of obedience, but it primarily is like I'm reminded when Abraham went and he took Isaac on the altar in obedience to God. That is actually held up as the perfection of faith. That's actually held up. That story is held up as the perfection of faith. And I can just see God giving you very clearly, you're going to hear from Him, this seed that is going to bring growth. It's going to bring this breakthrough. It's going to bring fruitfulness, fruitfulness to your lives. Luke 9, 5. If people do not welcome you, leave their town and shake the dust off your feet as a testimony against them. That's an odd scripture, isn't it? Have you ever heard a message on this? Anyone ever heard a message on this before? No, it's probably not one you'd hear every day. If people do not welcome you, leave their town, shake the dust off your feet as a testimony against them. So this was the Lord Jesus speaking to His disciples as He was sending them out to preach the Gospel. He said, it's basically, you know what He was saying? It's like our modern terminology. This is in modern terminology. Just wash your hands of them. Just wash your hands of it. You've done what I asked you to do and now it's their responsibility. They're left with the consequences of their decision and I do not hold you accountable. And so Jesus says, shake the dust off your feet. And I I feel today that it's symbolic. It's symbolic for some of you here today is that the Lord is going to bring us to to a shaking off moment. Just like Jesus shakes off the tablecloth in my vision, just like He said to them, shake the dust, shake it off your feet. There's some of you God wants to just position you and prepare you to receive something new, to be prepared for the next instalment, the next chapter. See, that in order for them to continue on their journey, they had to draw a line and that just say, okay, that, that's it and I'm moving on. Let me throw in some dictionary definitions and examples here. Shaking off, an act or instance of getting rid of what is unpleasant, undesirable or unwanted. 
to shake something so as to dislodge what is on it. I was trying to find the new, who's, who's seen the new, I think, is it the new iPhone ad of the dog shaking itself off? Have you seen that? It's, it's, um, oh, it's, it's really, it's, it's really good. It captures this shaking off. Who knows what it is when a dog goes into the water and they come out of the water, where they've gone to the beach, they come out or you've, uh, you've hosed them off or whatever and they, you know, they, that's shaking off. It's just a really good ad at the moment um, that's, that really just slow-mo, slow-mo of the dog, like shaking, shaking itself off. You know, you go to the beach, you've got your towel there and you come back, you know, been in the water, you come back and the, your towel's covered in sand. What do you do? Shake it off. Shake, shake, shake. In the words of the prophet Taylor Swift, shake it off. In order to move on, Isaiah 52 verse 2. And I shared this passage with Pastor Carolyn recently. Shake off your dust, rise up, sit enthroned Jerusalem. Shake off your dust. I pray right now that you would get a revelation of what dust you might be carrying. Personally, what is it that you've, you know, have you got, is there any dust of disappointment? Is there any dust of resentment, of unforgiveness? You know, is there any dust Disillusionment. I mean, just some thoughts of the past. I'm becoming more and more aware of how uh, I, I, the way I think about myself and some of my paradigms about myself and my life are based on lies of the past. You know, there are things that we just need to call out. This generation loves to call out. Don't they? Call out. That was never a thing. Like when... I don't know if I could survive in ministry, to be honest. If I, if I had a, if this culture was around when I got launched into ministry 30 years ago, uh, you know, and all this social media, I'm pre-digital. I, I got established pre-digital. It wasn't just posting something on Instagram and then you suddenly had 10,000 followers. You know, I went church to church to church, country town to country town, country town, sleeping on the floor, being fed whatever, you know. It's like, and I'm just saying that that's, that's what it is. But now you've got this calling out. Some, I tell you what, we need to call out stuff on ourselves a lot more than we're calling out stuff on other people. Okay? And so we, we need to call out some stuff on ourselves today. And I know I, know I have some limiting beliefs about myself and they've been enforced over the years by the opinion of others. But I'm going to call it out and I need to shake it off. I just pray there are some things only the Holy Spirit can show because we all have blind spots, right? We all have blind spots. This is the thing, you can't see yours. Blind spots are the things you cannot see unless... God opens your eyes. So what is it that God doesn't want you to take into the next season? What is it that just needs to be shaken off? And I feel there are some things that you think need to be either demolished, <clears throat> rolled away, blown up, and all they need to be are shaken off. Because they're actually not as big as you think. They're actually not as, as great as a, as a, you know, a stumbling block. It's... 
to get the perspective of God on those things. So we're going to have a calling out moment very soon. So Jerusalem is called on to arise. Just to so get, get the picture. Actually, can we throw that Scripture back up again, please? Just to, they, they had to arise from a place of mourning because they were in the dust. So they were in this position of grief because of all that they had lost, all the defeat, the judgment that had come on them and they were there in this place. Because I looked at it and I thought, how interesting. It's rise up and sit. Huh? Rise up and sit. So some of us might think that's stand up and then sit down. But no, what it actually is, so rise up from, from the dirt, rise up from the ground, from that place of mourning and sit enthroned. So thrones are traditionally, they are on a platform. So you would have a throne up higher to the ground level. It's not just on the ground level, it's, it's up. It's upper level. And we need to rise up, sit in a more elevated or honourable place. That's what the shaking was about, is in order to get her ready to rise up and sit in a more elevated or honourable place. And that's what we are preparing ourselves for today. Now, this, this word shake, this word shake in the Hebrew, Shake off the dust. It's this word. Okay. This word, whack up my, it's called na'ah. Na'ah. We, we got, you got my slide? Do, 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 do. Waiting, waiting. <laughs> Did they do it? Yeah. Have you got it? They're all looking. No, they're shaking their heads. No, why don't you have it? <laughs> okay, it's just that it's the key part of the message. Uh, okay, no. So the word, the word, oh, I need to, I keep getting caught. I need to have personal, it's just a reminder. I'm saying it out aloud to remind me because I don't seem to remember anything these days unless I actually hear myself say it. I need to meet with production teams beforehand to make sure that they... They got, they got what I sent. Anyway. <clears throat> okay. Can we all see that? A little smaller than I was anticipating. But um, you all can see it? Nah. Everyone say nah. That is the Hebrew word for shake. In that passage that we just saw in Isaiah 52.2, Shake off the dust is na'ah. When I read that, I heard na'ah. Na'ah. What is it today that you need to say na'ah to? What is it? What's been intimidating you? Ha, that's more like it. Thank you. What's been intimidating you? Na'ah. What's been lying to you? What are the lies? Nuh-uh. Yeah, just the disappointments from the past. You know, whatever it is, just hanging around from a previous season that, that needs to be shaken off, we declare nuh-uh to. And I want you right now to start to think, what, is there something? 
I'm not saying you have to make it up. If there's nothing, there's nothing. But I have a feeling in my waters that for most people here today, there is something we need to say nah to, even if it's been the voice of another person. I feel there's a number of you here and you have been bound by the opinion of man. You've been bound by false impressions. You've been bound by the insecurity of others. And the stuff they have said has been telling you more about who they are, not about who you are. Nah, nah. That lie, that, that lie that it's not going to work out. It, nothing good's going to come to pass. You know that. Nah, you know that 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 lie that we're never going to see. You know that dream fulfilled. I'm never going to be used. That that lie that I'm not good enough. I'm not rich enough. I'm not pretty enough. Whatever. Nah, nah, nah. And I feel like the Lord even making a declaration over this church this morning. That that he is, and he is like I saw a picture just then of Jesus at the door, and he's like he's going nah, nah, you're not bringing that in here, nah, yeah, you're not saying that stuff, he, nah, and 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 it's what we say nah to that determines what what we say nah to will determine what we can move into, because some things we can't take with us. Can I have the worship team return, please? So just before we launch into our prophetic moment, has anyone thought already of something you need to shake off? There's a past, someone here, it's a past relationship. You know, it's just someone. They're kind of like, oh, they're hanging around like this annoying blowfly, like and they're making a noise and, you know, and it's like, nah, nah. For someone else here today, it's a false responsibility. It's like you have been something, I see a weight, like a backpack has been put on you, like they have been expecting you to carry something God does not actually require you to carry, right? And it's nah, I'm not wearing that. Nah, things have been spoken, maybe even from the time you were a child, even from the time, you know, it's like nah, no more. Nah, no, I'm not, no more. You know, I'm finding even myself, it's like where I have perceived in my life that where the enemy had a win. There's some areas in my life that really did not go to plan. And, and, and that if I go, if I start to think about it like intellectually and try and understand, it just doesn't take me to a good place. But I felt challenged yesterday. Um, I was in another service yesterday and I, and, and I wasn't even bringing this message, but I felt the Lord challenge me to start seeing those areas where I think are absolute defeat and just start seeing them, start seeing them through the lens of victory. I felt the Holy Spirit say to me, do you really want to assign the enemy that much authority? That he won? That he won? I thought, wow, to think, oh gosh, I'm thinking that really is a huge paradigm shift. There's some huge paradigm shifts that are going to be taking place. I prophesy the paradigm shifts of the Lord. And the Lord says, where you have been attached, atta- and what things, I'm just seeing things that have been considered sacred, sacred cows. I'm just seeing some cows with their legs in the air. Because God's identifying, no, nah, I don't call that sacred. 
Man called that sacred, but I don't call that sacred. And when we identify, oh Lord, I've been attached to something that actually is not of your doing. That's not really your, of your endorsement. We get set free. And, and this is going to be true in the church, the, the, the church, capital C, not just here. This is what God is doing. He's challenging, challenging our values, challenging the way we do things, our beliefs. Oh, what? Is that not in the Bible? <laughs> just because it rhymes doesn't mean it's God. Just because it's four points starting with B doesn't mean it's God. <laughs> I get concerned when congregations are just trained to say yes, amen to everything. We need to be like the Bereans who actually check things out to see whether it was so. We have the right and responsibility as individuals, yeah, to test the spirits, whether they be of God. Yep, you got more discernment than you realise. I feel to say to someone here today, you have more discernment than you realise. Yeah. Acts 4.31 says this, And after they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the Word of God, God boldly. You know, this was two chapters after the upper room, the day of Pentecost, the outpouring of all outpourings. You would think if you were in the upper room on the day of Pentecost, tongues of fire, mighty rushing wind, you've had it all. You'll, you will never need another infilling ever in your life. Two chapters later, they'd experienced some persecution. They'd gone through some stuff and they came to the realisation, oh man, we need, we, we need more of your spirit, God. I say, what? You need more? You guys are in the upper room on the day of Pentecost. That should set you up for life. Two chapters later, they're like, oh God, we need more. We, we need more because we, we need some boldness. We, we, to do what we are called to do, we need your Spirit. But this is the point, before the outpouring was the shaking. Some of you experiencing shaking personally. God wants you to know, first the shaking, then the outpouring. In the life of the church, first the shaking, then the outpouring. It's preparation. Shaking is preparation unto construction, not destruction. Thanks for listening to this message. We hope it has blessed you. If you would like to find out more about Awaken City Church, visit awakencity.com.au.